1: There from reading that's in the news right now. Um, please keep them in your prayers as they're dealing with that big old fire. Um, but where we live is uh, is uh, in the Sierra Nevada Mountains, not far from Lake Tahoe. And uh, I'm a part of a church there. I lead uh, the music at our church, and we're part of a denomination called North American Baptists. What make them in- unique is the fact that they're binational, one well, of few ba- binational uh, you know church denominations around. So we have churches in Canada churches in the U.S. Now, I didn't know this when I signed on to, uh, to work there, uh, but all this has kind of came about since, and so four years ago I started, and up here, uh, every three years they have a triennial, right? And so triennial is a conference that they have uh, where they get together and celebrate what God has done. Well, guess where the triennial is this year? My first triennial, it's right here in Edmonton. Pretty crazy. In fact, not only... <laughs> that but my pastor and i in auburn california were both born in the royal alec hospital here in town just it's crazy uh, how that works but anyway we're we're really glad to be here but let me tell you about your pastor so we have been just having this big old conference at the shaw about 800 pastors and, and 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 you know people that help out in the church from across canada in the u.s um and yesterday we took a field trip to Bon Accord. Now I remember, I, I, we always lost against Bon Accord in hockey. I remember that a lot, but I'd never really uh, been around there other than you know doing our losing in the rink. But this one time, uh, or this uh, this chance we had here uh, at the triennial, they bust us all out to Bon Accord to this little farm there. I forget what it's called, Prairie Gardens. I think. Have you been there? there is a little nugget gem of a, of a beautiful thing out there in Bonacord, um, besides the hockey rink. Uh, there. And uh, we got to see goats and all these fun things they had set up for the kids. But anyway, all that to say, about you know, all these picnic tables are lined up, and uh, all these folks are having a barbecue. And uh, I decided, I just kind of scanned the <laughs> group of people, and I just, just see these two fellas, and there's some space beside them, so I went and sat down beside them completely had no clue uh, who they were thought this is my chance to mix and mingle right I'm supposed to do that so out of 700 people I went and sat down by these two guys we started talking and um he's, uh, he's uh, lives uh, not far from Stony Plain but he works at a church at an AB church north of town here and uh, anyway tell me more about himself I said uh, tomorrow I'm gonna go uh, uh, going to get to lead some songs and to, to bring the word to some friends uh, new friends at, at Cross Point uh, Church in in uh, edmonton he's like oh rob i know rob turns out this young man was uh, kind of discipled by your pastor rob while he was in thunder bay and he was right there sitting across the table for me not only did it speak of just how god loves to do those things when we've got our antenna up he just loves to bring those coincidences right uh, about it in our life but also it speaks volumes of this man and how he has been discipling people for a long time. And here is a young man in ministry, heart sold out for God. Uh, and the fact that he got out of Thunder Bay is really awesome, too. <laughs> Not only for that young man, Ben, but also for you. Ben. Okay. And I digress. Well, anyway, speaking about uh, about creativity this morning. Creativity. I love that word. I love but unfortunately, what happens as we grow up, our idea about what creativity gets skewed and it gets jaded and twisted. You see, if I was to ask a group of kindergarten students, say this room was filled with kindergarten students, and I said, who here is creative? We all know what would happen, right? They'd be like, and then they'd want to tell you what they're creative about, right? And I'd say, who's good at painting? Who's who's good at uh, who's good at singing? Who's good at painting with pudding? <laughs> They'd will put up their hands, right? Now, if I was asked the same, uh, you know, this group of people, who here is good at being creative? Very few hands would go up. Oh, we do have a couple things, but they're the youngest in our bunch. <laughs> Most of us, as adults, when we think of creative, I mean creativity, we just you, we we let it, you know, we just kind of let it pass by. We don't consider ourselves creative at all. What happened from that kindergarten age where we think we are creative and good at everything to being an adult where we don't consider ourselves creative at all. What is that? It's going to be one of the questions that we ask this morning. What changed in us and our view of creativity? But before we go there, I just want to kind of back it up and I want to go to a scientific Study. We're going to do a scientific deduction this morning. Okay, so everybody put on your science hats. Okay, I've got three things. You see, in 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 you know creation or in uh, the world that we live in, most everything is carbon based, right? At the at the nuclear level, there's there's this common thread of of carbon to all things, all matter. And so I'm going to take three items of matter this morning, and we are going to compare and contrast to see if we can figure out um, just what makes us, as humans, unique. So the first off, in our scientific deduction, we have a lump of dirt. Do we have that image of a lump of dirt for the screen? Yeah, look at this. This is, a, this is our first one, a lump of dirt. So that's our first thing in our scientific, di- uh, our scientific study here. The next thing is a lump of horse. We have a lump of horse. If we're gonna compare and contrast a lump of dirt, a lump of horse, and then we're also going to throw in there a lump of baby, okay? And not just any old baby, a cute internet baby, okay? So we take those three things and we line them up, they're all, they're, they're all um, carbon-based, they're all matter, they all exist in our reality, in our world, but, but it, it, as we compare and contrast things start to break down pretty quick, don't they, between the, between the lump of dirt, the horse and the baby. The lump of dirt, as you can see, it, it, it's uh, inanimate, it doesn't move. It, even though it does, it does have life that it supports, there's grass growing out of the top of it, but other than that, it, 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 it doesn't have any blood in its veins, it, it doesn't move, it just sits there. So, we remove the lump of dirt, and we continue in our scientific endeavor to compare the horse and the baby. Now the horse and the baby are similar in a lot of ways. They both have blood running through their veins. They both are loud at times. They both poop. A lot of similarities, right? But there comes a place where those similarities break down when you start to get to things that are more intricate. Things like, well, um, complex communication, right? Sure, the horse communicates, but it, it's very simple. It's not complex like we with reading and writing. And, uh, you know, and, uh, Oh, another thing is, a, a, a horse doesn't have a, a laughter. I mean, um, Ed the horse was close, right? But it doesn't really count. Laughter, joy, it's, it's kind of those kind of um, deeper emotions are missed in, in a horse that's unique to the baby, unique to us as humans. And I would say that um, not only is those items apathy, and, and we could go on. There's quite a list. There's hockey is also unique to... Uh, humans no other creation plays hockey but then uh, um, another thing and we're going to speak about this this morning is creativity nothing else is creative now I believe creation has been created did, yeah. the definition of creating is bringing bringing forth something right and so we as creation have been brought forth you know God I believe God did that our lives, and He did that with all of creation, all of the things, the baby, the horse, and the dirt. But something is different about humanity. Something is special, and I believe that that thumbprint of God is what makes us different. And I think that the thumbprint is where those items lay that are reflective of Him. Things like relationship, that complex communication, things like love, things like apathy, Things like creativity, so we're going to speak on that a little bit today. Um, but before we do, I f- felt like I would just get creative for a second and share with you something that uh, that I have worked on over the course of my life, uh, something that I've uh, kind of taken and, and molded and formed, and it's my way to express creativity. And I would like to I'd like to share it with you this morning. So I write. Songs that that are that are comedy songs, unless you don't laugh, and then they're pretty much just songs. But without further ado, I'm going to hop back on the guitar and play a couple this morning. So comedy comes from real life, from things that happen. Notable or not notable. But this first tune isn't is, is a It's just that. It's some observations that I've made in my travels. And I put them together and I set them to music. I'll play it for you now. Things I've learned since arriving on planet Earth. Ways to blend in with the locals. Every planet seems to have their little quirks. It just seems here there's more than normal. Let me tell you about a few, all right? When you're crossing at a crosswalk, make sure to press the button frantically a whole bunch of times. It makes the light change faster. And when you're driving down the highway in your truck, car, SUV, make sure to not use the turn signal. It's a sign of weakness. Or a sign that you're from Saskatchewan. Advertising mailers are what companies send you in the mail. It's their way of saying, hey, could you throw this in the trash for us? and hands-free Bluetooth earpiece for your cell phone are a great way to show others around you that you're a little more important than they are. Things I've learned since arriving on... Wait, wait, there's more. Now this one I noticed at the Shaw Center. Automated hand faucets. They're a restroom's way of making fun of you in front of strangers. It's like... But on the contrary, electric hand dryers, or a terrific way to circulate pea particles. And the post office is a wonderful place to go if you just need some time to hang out in line and let your sideburns grow. And then there's the, the local neighborhood drugstore. It's the only place I know of where you can go to buy things to keep you alive, and buy things that will surely harm you, all at the same time, in the same bag, with terrific savings. Things I've learned since arriving on Wait, 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 there's more Turns out that the the Printer is the lowest On the electronic food chain It's not smart enough to run Get it? Run, get it? Run Get it? Run, error, error, error Error, paper jam And it turns out that Netflix is where Boring movies go to die And it turns out that Vitamin water doesn't even really Have vitamin in it's in it Please tell me it has water. Things I've learned since arriving from planet Earth. Ways to blend in with the locals. Every planet seems to have their little quirks.
2: It It just seems here there's more than normal. It just seems here there's more than normal.
1: It just seems here there's more than normal. encouragement to pastor Rob I have decided to quit drinking coffee yes quit drinking coffee for the eighth time this year I told my mug it's over and I hid it in the closet under the ab roller I won't look for it there I told myself it's nasty it's like hot rotten bean juice yes Hot rotten bean juice with notes of hazelnut And a sweet bouquet of cinnamon
2: <sighs>
1: Get thee be behind me, you temptress dark liquid You make my breath smell like death And my teeth look like corn And oh, maybe I'll move to England Where there's only tea and biscuits And really great fish sticks And oh, there's no coffee there What? Oh, well, turns out there's coffee there. Cancel my ticket. Ooh, you're kidding me. I can't cancel my ticket without paying a cancellation fee? Wait a second. Fee comes from the word coffee. And that must mean that co comes from the word conspiracy. Put them together. Coffee means a conspiracy of fees. Oh, mm. The more I think about it, the more it makes me angry.
2: Cause I have decided to quit drinking coffee. Quit drinking coffee for the ninth time this year. All
1: right, one more. Just when you thought it was weird. I will get weirder. In the name of creativity. Okay, so I know today's Sunday, a day to relax, spend time, family, maybe have a barbecue. But guess what? Tomorrow, bum, 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 it's Monday, the day we go back to work. Well, no fear, my friends, I have a song to relate with Monday morning blues. It goes like this.
2: It's Monday again. I said it's Monday. Again, I've got the Monday blues so bad, so bad that I
1: wish I had a tuba right now. Cause if I had a tuba, I could play. You'd know exactly how
2: I'm feeling inside.
1: Oh man, if I could only find a tuba, maybe I could rent one and then I could sing. <coughs> You know
2: what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? If you've ever woken up on a
1: Monday, you know what I mean? About lending him that for preaching next week, (laughs) bravado. Well, so that's that's uh, that's you know when you think of creativity, I suppose that's you know you think of uh, the arts, you think of music, you think of dancing, you think of uh, painting, sculpting, photos. You know, a lot of the times we 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 think of those creative endeavors, and and I think that's often what we're thinking about when when uh, the question is asked, "Are you creative?" You know, and, and, and maybe that's why our hands don't go up because we you know, we compare ourselves to that which we see every day and all around us and, and there's some incredibly brilliant and talented people uh, that, that that have blessed this world with, with their creations, that is for sure. But you see if we were to back up to what I talked about earlier, the thumbprint of God, if we believe and if if you were to say, Okay, so God has this this set-apartness with humanity from all of creation. He created all, but he made humanity something special. He left that thumbprint, that image of God on us. He dignified us. He honored us with his image. We are to represent him, in other words, right? I mean, that's why he has his image on us is for us to reflect who he is. So God, the next slide here, it says, God has dignified us by making us in his image. By using our creativity, we are in touch with that purpose. Now we could stop right there, and I think there's something to take home. Realizing that we serve an amazing God who has gifted people you can listen to some amazing jazz music and you sit back and you're like that is what those fellas or those ladies that is what they were put on earth to do right because you 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 wrote, resonate with the art that is happening happening in them you resonate with the creativity with the way that they're they're sharing what they do with you and i think that's a good thing and we can see art all around us but i think that as fun as that is and as as worthy of that is to recognize God's uh, his distinct uh, creativity in those around us uh, we're, we're kind of there's a whole nother level it's, it's like there's a whole nother level of understanding that can be sought with how beautiful that image of God and the creativity that pours f- forth from it is and I think that that's where when I think of some amazing Artists that that I truly um, respect and um, appreciate their music. Artists like you know Coldplay, or or you know the photos of, of Ansel Adams, and I think of all these different things that have you know that are that are great art, and I love that they do their art well, and I believe God is glorified in them using their talents. But I wish they knew the Creator who put that talent. I think that, my friends, is so much more special and so much more powerful. And I hope that's something that we can, that we as as believers can 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 understand in our own lives. But here's the problem: what we've done is, um, what we've said is, um, we've said that um, God has dignified us by making us in His image and by using our creativity. We are in touch with his purpose, but there's a bigger reason, right? There's a bigger reason that he has made us in his image. He's made us in his image to have relationship with us. I mean, that's ultimately, I believe, why he did it. He, he wants his creation, us, made in the image of God, to be in relationship with him. And so he made us in his image for relationship, and he has gone to great lengths to prove it. See, enter sin and the fall of man and Christ's redemptive work on the cross. Once again, God dignified us in sending Jesus. He didn't send Jesus as only God, but he was both God and man. He dignified us as humans, humanity, by becoming like us. Such a it's it's such an amazing thing to unpack, and and I know we could get real theological on that in, in itself because there's so much there that God. In fact, there's a verse in Philippians. If you have your Bibles with you, you can turn them on and scroll to Philippians two, and this is a this is actually. A portion from Deuteronomy that Paul's speaking here. But I think it, it, it touches on that whole idea of the soul is important to God, but so is the body. And both are part of what creativity is. And it says this, Philippians 2, 6 and 7. Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Now that is in reference to Christ's humility. Jesus proving and, and giving us example of, of how to live, because he, in himself, was, had been made in human likeness. next part, I think I've spoke on, I've mentioned it before, but with our body, uh, we create an expression of, of being made in God's image. And at the same time, this is where I think the body and soul meet. The, at the same time, our soul can recognize that our love, um, that his love for us, and we can respond to it. So, so what I mean by that is, that's the part I think that so many people uh, you know, a lot of this a, a lot of great Artists, they miss, and I believe as a believer, as a, as a somebody who follows Christ and, and understands God's image on their lives, they can they can get this. You see, the body can create; we can we can call forth things from our imagination and, and bring them into into being. You know, whether it be uh, painting or uh, or dancing or or storytelling. But what's so amazing is is this is where the soul, our understanding of God's love for us and we recognize it and our art becomes a response to it. Do you guys get what I'm saying right there? That, That now understanding that God's love and the redemptive work on the cross what he's done to dignify us and make us valuable to him that when we recognize that it changes the way we understand what we create. It changes the way we look at the world. It says in Romans twelve, verse one, this is such a, a such a huge verse for me. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies up as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is true and proper worship. So the word mercy, the word mercy meaning that we are getting something that we didn't earn. God's mercy is upon us. And in response, in response, we offer to Him our whole bodies, our physical beings. Our bodies, the art we do, the stories we tell, we offer them to God. And that is worship. So when we have that heart of thankfulness, we have that heart of humility, when we understand the relationship that He is God, and that we, His creation, His thumbprint, we come underneath it, and we reflect Him, that in speaking that, and in understanding that as we create, all of a sudden, we are worshiping. We're worshiping God. So, so, what changed in us? Which was the original question we asked at the beginning, from those, uh, you know, those kindergarten hands that go up, saying that they're, they're great at everything, to us, older folks that wouldn't consider us to be great at everything. Well, I think there's, there's something that happens, and I think it's that the world steals that dignity that God has given us, not only His get dignity of setting us apart with that thumbprint of his image but also the world wants to steal the dignity of what Christ did on the cross and it says that in the next verse in Romans right after the previous verse we just read talking about our bodies being a living sacrifice true and proper worship the next verse it says do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind the world is trying to steal our dignity they, don't, they, they want us to conform to the patterns of this world they want us to think we have nothing to offer the enemy would love it if, if he could render us benign us useless right So what has changed in us? I think there's two things one, our view of creativity is way, way, way too small that's what's changed in us from youngsters we think of creativity as, as just such a narrow field. The other thing that has changed in us, number two, we believe the lie that says we have nothing to offer this world and we have nothing that we're good at. And, and that makes me sad to think that because it really is, if, if we believe that lie, we really have done what first in chapter 12 of Romans talks about that we have conformed to the patterns of the world and we've given in to what the world wants us to believe but there's no value in us there's no there's nothing special about us unless we somehow you know claw our way to the top of our of our field but it's missing the beauty that's in all of us uniquely individually that thumbprint is on all of us I think that the other one the first one that I mentioned the, that we our view of creativity is too small you know when you think about when you go into conversation with your friends or with your you know children you you become a creative outlet you become you're deciding exactly how and what to communicate to one another and in itself it it's using those same very i believe those same very creative parts that God has placed in us for glorifying So whether it is an art that you have, that you're great at, dance, dolphin training, photography, or whether it is something that, you know, something a little different than that, like it's uh, fixing engines. It's the way you love kids. It's the way you organize organization it's the way you tell a story and the beautiful thing about it is when you when you really think about it we are all being creative by the way our our life. And we have opportunity to tell a great story with our lives. What are some of the best movies that we've seen? They're movies with great stories. They're movies with with redemption and reconciliation. And I don't know about you, but that's what moves me. That is where I find creativity. The, The silly songs I write they're a lot of fun to write. But you know what? They are part of a bigger story of who I am. They're a bigger part of what I believe to be the redemptive work that God has done in my life. And I hope you can spot that in your life. I hope you can you can step back and you can see, wow, you know what? God has done a work in me, and he's not finished. There is creativity happening within me. God's creativity is at work. And I have a story to tell. And the best thing, guys, the best thing about art, the best thing about being creative, is sharing it. Right? What good? I mean, there there is good in a photo that's taken that no one sees, I suppose. There is Beauty in a song that's written that nobody hears, or a dance that's choreographed that no one watches, I, I suppose. But really, do you agree that the beauty lies in the sharing? That creativity really what makes it so special is the sharing. And isn't it fun how God, in his design and purpose for giving us creativity, did it for relationships? With him and with us. To tell your story. To live your story. To share your heart. In in Auburn, uh, California, you guys have watched the news. Um, the U.S. is pretty messed right now when it comes to politics and polarization of people. And my little church, uh, we're in a, we're not, you know, we're not very big. In fact, kind of you guys remind me a lot of my church. And but in amongst our group, we have people that have very very different use very very different ideas for the future very very different ideas of what's important and I find it a struggle at times to try to reconcile and to try to try to somehow weave through what has made us so different and we can easily focus on that and it can easily get worse for road and build and we have had to make a conscious effort to start Song that I want to share with you is kind of a song about the state of our, uh, of, you know, of North America. It's a state of of my little church that I help out with, but it's also a, it's also a statement of. takes it from there I think sometimes we try to muscle up the abilities to, to, to get along and to find uh, commonality and to, to forge ahead when really I think the, the strongest the, the most biggest move that we can do so often in life is to just surrender and so that is the story that I want to tell you today that is a song that I want to sing a song that my wife and I would love to share our art you, our creativity, that God brought alive in us a song that speaks of our church, our little area of the world with you. And I, I have a feeling it will relate. And maybe you can close your eyes and you can just surrender those things in your life. Maybe it's the your small view of, of, of your worth. Your small view of of what you have to offer, you can say, "Lord, I need you to heal that in me. I need you to heal that in me because I keep believing that lie." So we're gonna sing that. Come on, I'm Shannon. We're gonna sing this song in the, as kind of an offering, um, an offering uh, to the Lord. As we sing it from our hearts, but we'd love for you to to just agree with us in, in prayer before the Father as we sing. And maybe do a little bit of, um, do a little bit of heart inventory in your life.